0: Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read Webtoons.
1: Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your Webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier.
0: And I'm your co-host Chris, Webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado.
1: So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in.
0: You're thirsty on main, we're thirsty on Tune. Hello.
1: Well, hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. We haven't talked in ages, have we?
1: Well, no, I got it's been, what, 40 minutes?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was like a whole dinner in between there. Exactly.
1: I mean, we definitely talked through dinner, but not face to face.
0: Yes. We had to switch to texting for a while. It was really trying for both of us. I
1: mean, the trauma.
0: Yeah. The separation anxiety we both experienced.
1: I mean, you joke like it wasn't real.
0: sad <laughs> sipping of water. <laughs> Sorry that was not a good audio uh, reaction. But... Dramatic pause. <laughs> anyway uh, what are you drinking tonight? Um,
1: I have a little cocktail of gin and uh, strawberries yeah. and a big old glass of water.
0: Ooh.
1: And yourself? I love it.
0: I, I already drank the sippy cup of wine. Yes. (laughs) Our listeners will know when they listen to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm now switched to bubbly water also in a sippy cup because these are now my favorite thing to drink out of.
1: I mean, when in doubt, sippy cup.
0: It to be fair. It's like one of those Starbucks straw cups. So it's not really a sippy cup, but it's like an adult sippy cup. So
1: exactly. Mm -hmm. My tiny, tiny nibbling loves a Starbucks straw sippy cup.
0: My tiny, tiny nibbling also loves one. I got her her own because she kept stealing mine,
1: but she yes. still steals mine. <laughs> I gave one to my mom and now it is Bailey's. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine will still steal mine. Even if I'm. we're both drinking water out of sippy cups that are identical, she will still be like, ah, uh, but yours though. Yeah, exactly. And except mine often has bubbly water in it. So she gives me this like, ooh, ooh" face, but then she does it again. Yep. Like, why did I do that? More please. <laughs> Look,
1: you know how I feel about repeatability.
0: It's important to double check. You know, I know, you know I hated it, but what if I try again?
1: Yeah. I might not hate it the second time. I or might not. it. in order to verify its hatefulness, yes. I really should have a good M value.
0: It's kind of like when something stinks and you're like, ugh, and sniff it again because like, it's almost like you have to re-experience the thing that was just horrible.
1: And you need to share the trauma, so obviously oh, so you, you have to get people. more people to smell it.
0: A hundred percent. If you are not the kind of person that makes other people smell the stinky thing, then I don't even want to know you.
1: Like- do people like that exist?
0: I don't know, but I don't want to know them. Yeah, fair enough. They probably like the Joker movie.
1: <laughs> we do live in a society.
0: We live in a society. <laughs> I'm just, I, I like creating made up stereotypes about groups of people that huh? make
1: no sense. I mean, stereotypes in, d- in general don't make a ton of sense. So, you You're know. Right.
0: So, why not make up ones against people we dislike? Wait a second. Exactly. Is this part of a cult? Are we doing a cult thing again?
1: I mean, do we ever really stop?
0: We are at all times creating the rules of our cult.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so one of the rules of our cult is that we read awesome stuff. Do you want yes. to tell us a little bit about what we're reading today?
0: Oh my God. So we're reading Date Made. Yes. So I picked this to read during the Trans Rights Readathon and then we accidentally didn't record for a month. So it's over, but we're <laughs> we're going to count it anyway.
1: And we definitely read it during Trans Rights Readathon.
0: Yeah. and we continue to read it after that and again since then
1: (laughs) and forever and ever
0: forever and ever amen
1: (laughs) i tried not to but the
0: it's it's there right like it's It's, just so grounded
1: it's so deep
0: it's so grounded oh the religious trauma (laughs) Uh,
1: so Uh (laughs) i'm gonna blurb this one out
0: blurb it
1: all right so what's a recipe for a great read gather together a collection of beautiful queer characters, add fashion, makeup, school, and trauma, toss together and serve lightly-dressed eyebrow waggle. <laughs> no, but seriously, we have your classic NB meets NB love story where sparks fly and worlds collide when Robin, a shy university student, meets Angel, a feisty, flirty makeup artist, and the connection is immediate and undeniable. Can two 20-something NBs who've already been through it see a way to get through together? Or will their past traumas keep them from exploring the potential between them? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So for genre, I have NB meets traumatized and recovering NB hand in unlovable hand-ish fashion gaze with all the longing looks a queer heart could ever ask for. yes (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> oh my god so I have a uh, hand an unlovable hand who's more fucked up challenge edition
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yep. rom comedy drama <laughs> mm. because it, it lands ha- harder in the drama more frequently yes. as it goes on it starts out it's like this is gonna be cute mm. anyway tangent com rom com slash Blamedy? dramedy <laughs> uh the genders aren't binary but the will they won't they is
1: <laughs> i love that so much Thank oh you. my god how do you nail that so well every time <laughs> dear lord uh, it's my one talent. <laughs> uh, one one talent. One talent. one, one, one talent. Okay, I'm
0: sorry. It's my All strongest right.
1: talent. Thank you. It's I'll my highest
0: ability. <laughs> <sighs> yes, characters. Oh no, your volume. I can't hear you.
1: Sorry for the small break there. I may have uh, laughed myself out of existence. As, it you know, I do.
0: It so. happens to the best of us because it happens to you and you're the best.
1: Oh, you're so sweet.
0: That's so, cute. You got to fit. It was really cute. Yeah. I'm not going
1: to lie. Um, oh. Yeah. For fave characters, I literally wrote in my notes. I'm not even going to pretend to pick here and nobody can make me. They're all glorious
0: they really are I'm kind of obsessed with all of them oh my god yeah my god uh so we have Robin who's like sweet nerdy quiet and be
1: yeah I have sweet summer child reminds me of me in uncomfortable ways lol
0: (laughs) it's so funny because you're angel (laughs) I'm so angel it hurts (laughs) I like to think I'm a little less fucked up than Angel, but that's a low bar.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angel. I mean my notes for Angel are hottest of hot, so hey. Oh, hey. hey.
0: <laughs> Angel is this delightfully chaotic envy disaster storm like full chaos gremlin mode all the time, like nonstop emoting all over the place. Like for all of Robin's introvert, Angel is like, what if extrovert so hard uh, too close to the sun? Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It's so true. Actually too close to the sun.
0: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I extroverted too close to the sun.
1: Yep. Uh, I love Angel. I also love Lena though, that Lena is legit the twin I wanted when I was wee and didn't understand why it was too late to get one.
0: Fair. Lena has big like sister from heartstopper energy. Yes. I feel like they would be bros.
1: Yes. Deep, deep bro energy for that one. They would
0: absolutely bond over trying to take care of their younger sibling. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I know they're twins, but also.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Clearly younger. And like their moms, oh my God.
0: Their moms are delightful. They're so delightful. Their annoying younger brother cracks
1: (gasps) me. I howled and the older one too. Oh my God, so cute. I love that the older one's marrying the cutest little man bun ever.
0: I know, and so I love great.
1: the angst ridden teenager, and somehow still a total soft boy. I know,
0: I love that. I missed you too. I hate <laughs> I just... Fuck I off! Mean. But I missed you. <laughs> yeah, please don't talk to me. I missed you too. Yeah, I also love Lena's girlfriend, Calliope. Oh
1: I god. literally wrote Calliope second hottest of hot.
0: Oh my god,
1: <laughs> Calliope is stunning. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. I love her. She's in a cast of queen and I love her.
1: Gorgeous, gorgeous people. Holy crap. Calliope is hot.
0: Calliope is so hot. And I I love everything about her. She's also just so cool. Yeah. She's just like, so it's one of those people that you're just like, I want to be near your shine so I can get just a little bit of it on me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I just want to reflect it, you know?
0: Yeah. I I don't even, yeah. I'll be the moon to
1: your son. It's fine. But third hottest of hot I have is Amber. Yeah. Probably the coolest of cool for me. I love oh Amber. If I had to pick a favorite, it might be Amber. I, I love her, her whole oh, deal.
0: I love her walking around in her adorable undies. Like, yeah. <laughs> lingerie. Just so confident. Yeah. Just so cool.
1: I just, I love her whole relationship with Angel. I, I, have, too. I friendship that. I, yeah.
0: They're cute little friends with benefits. They're yeah. really adorable about it. And it
1: so works. hmm and like yes. that, it's hard to like that doesn't work all the time. In fact, oh, I'd yeah. say it doesn't work more frequently than it does work, but it's so beautifully portrayed in this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I feel like it must work in reality more than it does in fiction, but it sure is hell never shown well in fiction. Uh, this might be the first time I've seen it accurately and well done, you know. Yes,
1: it's glorious.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so glorious. cute. I love it. It's very it. cute uh i also loved the roommates um, oh yes nikki and claudia yeah i ship them so hard well we'll get into that in a second but i love yeah. nikki and her little like uh sports gay life i know i oh, thought of you God. i was like wow i picked something and had hockey in. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know <laughs>
1: Oh, I loved her. Oh, I think I know her, actually. I'm pretty sure. You've <laughs> met her. Oh, my God. I, I'm pretty sure I've met a few varieties of her. Yeah. I yeah. know. This is kind of like
0: every flavor of, uh, like, sapphic you've ever met and envy you've ever met. Like and the I comics. play women's
1: hockey, so, like. I know, right.
0: I'm just saying, like, literally, I feel like I've met one of each of
1: these people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, I could totally tell you the calliope. That's the, like, famous lesbian in the town, you know? <laughs>
1: I have all of these in my contacts list currently. Yes.
0: yes, (laughs) Could call them right now.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, let's talk fave ships. Yes. (laughs) I love this story for so many reasons, but because there are so many glorious ships in it, like some of the stuff we've read recently has been really sort of ship focused, you know, where you don't have a lot of extraneous ships, which is fun too, because I like to focus, but sometimes I just love to spread the love. And there's a lot of that here.
0: Which is good because the Angela Robin romance is the slowest burn. Oh my God, it's
1: the slowest burn. It's literally
0: barely a
1: flame. (laughs) It's flickering. It's It's flickering.
0: It's honestly at risk of going out. Like we know it won't because it's a story, but if you knew these people in real life, you'd kind of be like, I don't know if they're going to make it (laughs) right. Not because they shouldn't, because they should. I just don't know if they'll get it together.
1: (laughs) Cause like, you know me i love me some disaster gays oh, but yeah. wow god
0: they really are giving a run for the money for all so, of our previous idiots in love
1: it's really nice to have the rest of the crew around that we can be like okay at least we know somebody's getting some
0: i know i i am uh, so excited to see nikki beat the shit out of claudia's horrible boyfriend yes and steal, steal his girlfriend yes <laughs> yes oh, I oh god I that so I think
1: actually might be the best side plot line like I deeply that's the one yeah. I might be most invested in
0: I yeah I I guess I was gonna say Lena and Calliope might be my biggest ship other than Angel, but they don't really have like a side plot
1: line they're just no. living their best life. they're just living their life and they're I, so solid and so amazing
0: I, I'm obsessed with the scene where they're like in the bath together and they I'm talking about taking okay. estrogen. I'm so
1: sorry, but that is already in my favorite quote. So we're gonna go there then because there. I definitely, definitely have that in my screencast. Please,
0: cap. I need the exact quote because I was gonna try to do it from memory. No, I, it I needs I know the exact
1: it. quote because that is too glorious to mess up. It's so good. Okay. So they're in the tub. Lena's getting out. Do you need anything from the kitchen? Kalipe? <laughs> Can you do me a huge favor and get my titty skittles from the cabinet?
0: Titty
1: and that's exactly what Lena says. Teddy Skittles <laughs> it was that, or Feminems?
0: Feminems is so good, too. And then what does uh, what does Robin call it?
1: Robin calls them. And this might actually be my favorite, antihistamines.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. I was dying. Oh my! My god. face hurt. I laughed so hard. It was so clever. I. Oh my god! I. Love oh.
1: It. Oh my god. So good. Oh my God. I died. I died. I saw it's that. And I, my I, think I, I actually stopped reading for several minutes and you know, yeah. you know, me yeah. <laughs> for me to stop reading. That's extreme.
0: It is. I will say this is like a chonky read like a lot of a lot of webtoons are shorter like Mm -hmm. issue wise these are some meat there's some like real meat on all of these bones yeah
1: not and not just because the episodes are longer but because the content is is heavier there's dialogue there's you know and heavier I don't mean heavier in terms of like it's all trauma all the time Mm -hmm. it's not um but there definitely are some heavier darker real life themes here
0: I think this is more angst than we've read
1: in a minute I'm trying to think like I, I don't even think of it as so much as angst I really don't I don't find it an angsty read at all it's interesting to me because there's a lot of trauma that they're dealing yes. with yes but I don't feel like it's dealt with in an angsty way
0: that's fair. I guess more, um, it's, this is the most drama drama we've read. Yes. This is the most and drama for sure. Maybe this might be the, mo- I was trying to like come up with anything else and it might be the most of webtoons. It might be the most dramatic thing we've read.
1: I think it might be. I'm trying to yeah. think. I can't think of I mean, certainly the, the most dramatic that we've talked about.
0: Oh yes. We have read, like we one day might talk about, are you screwed? And then we'll talk about what <laughs> angst looks like.
1: Yes. Yes. That <laughs> is definitely the angstiest one. Oh uh, my God. I thought you were going to punch me when I started getting you to read
0: that. I was furious. It's <laughs> was mad.
1: I was have big you, mad. Are you current with it? No. Oh, because I have it's, to be it's really in a deeply happy place oh, right now, bad. which is sweet. So it was so, oh my God and to be clear I do like it
0: (laughs) it sounds like I hate it but I don't (laughs) I know about it
1: you hated liking it though (laughs) I did I hated every second of enjoying that (laughs) (laughs) to be clear listeners I've read it many times because every now and then not actually that frequently but every now and then I just want to revisit (sighs) my 90s angst hood
0: (laughs) yeah I have I go for like I don't know. I do sometimes. It's just very rare. I did read Remembering Gale, and that one is, like, angst central, like, so fair. There is angst. Maybe we'll do an angst episode, just really get mired at it at some point. But apparently, we've, like, picked really light ones to read up until this one, and I kind of forgot, because I had started reading this, like, a long time ago. I kind of forgot how heavy it actually is until I was reading it again, it starts out, and you're like, oh, it's so cute, and then you're like, oh, oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there are some deeply uncomfortable topics about oh. why I relate to Robin.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I yeah. would have warned you about that had I not forgotten about it. Uh-huh. Um this I cannot I cannot be relied upon for trigger warnings listeners, <laughs> not because I don't respect them, but you can literally ask anyone that I will never
1: remember to tell. It's true, it's very true. And Chris can also not be relied upon for spice level warnings because I don't really them. they are not good at judging spice level.
0: I'm really not. And it's so. not like I can't in the moment judge it. I just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really spicy book and this isn't. Like I get that, but I will not in like a month remember which one was <laughs> which. Yeah. As some people have realized. Uh, so they've been like, hey, can I listen to this one with my mom around? Yes, sure. You can listen to Red, White, and Royal Blue with your mom around.
1: Ooh, I, I mean, uh, only if you have a particular relationship with. It
0: your wasn't. It <laughs> sure wasn't. That was a real example, friends.
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's uh, the leader.
0: Why didn't you warn me? And I just going about what?
1: Oh, oh. Oh, I forgot the stable scene. <laughs> I was going to say the stable scene. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope,
0: didn't remember. Did not remember. Oops. <laughs> mm, great book, though. This is why I get my my children's librarian friend to clear books for me.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I may have been uh, disallowed to clear books on my
1: own. <laughs> this is Clean why I, in my reading list for the year... For our award ceremony at the end of the year, I have recorded notes about each book Yeah, in the comment section, including yeah. the ones that require trigger warning.
0: It's really helpful. And I wish I could do that with any consistency, but the ADHD does not allow that to happen. I mean, I start out at the beginning of the year doing something like that. And then by the end of the year, I'm like, I don't even remember what my own system was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I started out doing it like every book and then I started doing it every day. And then I started like, okay, okay. Now I need to go back and then I have to, but I keep track of all of my books and all of my apps. So yeah, I think I've missed a couple, like maybe that I've read like physical, but I've been doing pretty good. We have a sexy spreadsheet and it's very fun. It is. Yeah.
0: I keep track of all of mine too. I just don't keep all the data that would be useful for me to keep because I just can't be bothered. It's Mm -hmm. just (laughs) the ADHD says absolutely not.
1: (laughs) that is real
0: uh, yeah yep. it is it is there's an Adderall shortage, French uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> um themes
1: themes okay well obviously grief and trauma
0: let's my let's goodness do it <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: tell, tell me, tell me about your relationship with Robin. I feel like a therapist all of a sudden. Right. Well, tell you are. About... So that's probably wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me about how you feel about Rob. Okay. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. So trigger warning, since Chris isn't going to give it, because Chris cannot be counted on for trigger warnings. I
0: think I can do it with real life. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. This gets into it with a little some death and some grief mm-hmm. and self-harm mm-hmm. and so if any of those issues are triggering for you maybe skip the themes portion of this conversation yeah. and move and on ahead
0: we'll probably get into angels like homophobia and physical and mental abuse as well so let's yeah. go ahead and throw that straight up in there
1: yep So trigger warnings. We'll try to be as gentle as possible, but this is going to get real. Yeah. So I think maybe this is part of why we've really chosen to talk about some of the fluffier stuff we're reading. Yeah. Yeah. This, and and again, this is such a beautiful story and it's really well done. And I honestly feel like, um, it was incredibly gracefully handled and just, minimal angst for something that's so deeply sad which is really impressive
0: yes
1: um so like we we laugh because you know Chris is like I would have given you a trigger warning if I had known but I didn't really need it um no even though I usually would more than I should you know and so one of the things that's in Robin's past that is causing them to struggle with moving forward in a relationship with Angel is that their previous partner um, was struggling with mental illness and depression and, and some potentially other things that I, I don't remember from the story or we haven't read yet. Not I'm not totally 100% impact, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately died by from suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is Really, 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 really difficult on the people left behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this is not a um a rational decision no, you know, and you, and you but it's very easy to be angry at somebody to make who makes that choice.:
0: Yeah, um, well, because anger is not always a rational decision either, you know
1: exactly um and for me, I, I, I've never lost a partner that way, but I've lost a number of people in my life that way. Mm-hmm. And it is very hard and it's mm-hmm. very hard on the people who are left behind. And I had a, a very like a friend of mine that I grew up with and have known since I was a child who, one of my friends who, who passed that way, um, mm-hmm. was his partner. And yeah, it was incredibly difficult on the whole group of friends and on him and on everyone in the community, really. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what Robin's going through and a lot of what they're talking about, what they feel in this story, I I, I know firsthand as somebody who was left behind by a lot of people in their life that way. And that's just rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a long time to come to terms and to peace with that. And with yeah. knowing that it's not about you yeah it feels like it because like for me i was in that grief deeply i was in that grief and for when you're in that grief it's a it's about you for you yeah so it's hard not to project that feeling onto the person who made that choice yeah when really if they had known how many people they were going to impact with this choice Yeah they would not have made it. Yeah.
0: People don't, you know, I'm not telling you. I'm telling maybe people out there that need yeah. to hear this, but people do not in their lives if they feel like they have another option. So, I mean, it is a choice and at the same time for them it does not feel like a choice.
1: No, exactly. You know, and I mean, I've uh, I've struggled deeply with my own mental health and even mm-hmm. after losing so many people, and maybe partially because of losing so many people that way, I got to that place my own self. Sure. Of course. You know, and I remember thinking that everyone in my life would be better off without me. Mm -hmm. And I can look back on that and remember that sensation and know that I knew that to be true in my heart of hearts. Mm -hmm. And still looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, I was so ill. Yeah. Yeah you know, and that was the rock bottom that I hit and asked for help. Yeah. And I'm in a weird way, really grateful for it because like, if I hadn't had those previous experiences, maybe I wouldn't have got there, but also maybe I wouldn't have been angry enough to say, fuck that. I'm not doing this. I'm going to call a helpline. Yes. And I'm going to get some help.
0: Right. Yeah. I can recall the times in my life where I've gotten to that crossroad where it was really clear to me. And the only reason I, it was clear to me was because I have received training in this Mm -hmm. and I recognize that like that helped me, but hitting a point where I realized if I kept going down this path, that would be the end result. And I know it's lucky. Like it's nothing more than lucky that I knew and recognized and was able to pull myself out before I couldn't pull myself out anymore, you know? And so many people can't, And it's not, you know, so to be clear, if you're listening, like if you've attempted and survived, it is not your fault that that happened. And it's not your fault that people were angry with you about it. No. And it's not their fault that they were angry. No one is at fault. It's just a complicated, emotional, painful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully, hopefully you can get the help you need. Like I did. Yeah to get through that complicated emotional thing to the other side, to be able to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's really, really, really interesting to look at a story that so gracefully describes this situation yeah, without the kind of overwhelming emotional context. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is neat.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to, step into somebody's grief when it's like this far along I guess in some mm-hmm. way because if we were getting Robin's story right after this would be a very different
1: oh time. yes it would
0: <laughs> this is a Robin they've they've went through it they've stages of grief they've come out the other side and still get hit with the stages again because yeah. that happens but not you know not that initial grief and I think no. that's what the difference is this is somebody rebuilding.
1: Yeah, right. and they they're still struggling with PTSD. Yeah. They're still struggling Absolutely. with anxiety, and I get that. Like again, like from a very deep and personal place, you know, yeah. having struggled with both. Yeah, for this reason and others and whatnot, but still, like, yeah, when you find something that is good and you're too afraid to pursue it because the fear. Mm. From all of the other things for the fear of losing it, the fear of walking up again, the fear of mm. missing something, fear, like all sorts of these fears that pile up in some rational, some irrational, some just blown out of proportion, all yeah. of that put together. If that fear outweighs the potential benefit. Yeah. You know, and so it's tough. It's It's interesting to see these characters and it's interesting to see characters portrayed in this way where you're like in it with them. Again, there, it se- I don't know how it's written so that there's a little bit of emotional distance, just enough emotional distance that you can be like, I can watch this and not feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but still connected. Yeah. It's beautifully done. It's very it delicate is. hand.
0: It is. And it's not, we're not in their heads as much as in a lot of comics. Yeah. And and in a way that in this case is probably really Probably good. Yeah. Because both of them are at a place where they're thinking is rather distorted
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so you know they wouldn't be very reliable narrators they would be very emotional narrators and it's nice that we're not privy to that almost we're only yeah. getting the external and for this story like I usually like a tighter closer perspective but for this I'm really grateful it's not that I don't yeah. know that I, I don't know that would be talking about it if it were
1: No. And again, I think that's that delicate hand. It's that line between, um, like if it was too blown out, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have the connection, but if it was too tight, we'd be too connected and it would be too chaotic and too, um, intense, I think it wouldn't require trigger warnings. Like it just, it would be too much, you know? Yeah. Because in addition to all of the, the grief and trauma, like, especially that connection for me with Robin, Mm -hmm. um, kind of some of the the stuff with with Angel and with Robin to some degree but a lot with Angel is the um the theme of finding safety yeah you know finding a safe place in people in relationships found family in personhood and identity you know like yeah. just when your safe space yeah. which is supposed to be your home and your family when that isn't safe, mm-hmm. finding the strength to go out and define a new safe space. Yeah. That is an incredible. That is an incredible strength and courage. Absolutely. You know, oh, that's yeah. something that binds the the queer community together in a way that other people just
0: don't understand they can't
1: understand that and
0: they don't need to and And that's
1: good you know like that's something you don't want to have to understand if you don't have to and not everybody not even everybody in the queer community does but when you do that's rough
0: yeah I yeah so in the like I relate to Angel (laughs) I mean I'm very lucky because I have the parents I have so in that way I don't relate to Angel but there are family members I won't call them out too specifically um that reminded me of these who have kids that are important to me and that scene when angels is trying to navigate that like toning themselves down so they can be present with the next generation of their family so that that generation can know there is a different way of being
1: yeah has been
0: a like needle I have been threading for 15 years yeah uh (laughs) <laughs> people know me at all that that was not vague enough but you know for the rest of the <laughs> listeners we're gonna call that vague <laughs> but uh yeah no it, just that tension and wanting to be like I need to be this presence I need to show them so that they know and not do too much and get thrown out of their lives and I related to that in an extreme way
1: yeah 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 I understand that I I'm As you say, extremely fortunate in my family. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that is something that not nearly enough people can say. So I am so grateful for it. Yeah. You know, and, but there are definitely people Mm -hmm. in not my immediate family, but in my family space. Yes. That I need to be a dissenting voice for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah it's it's hard sometimes to walk that line between dissenting enough to show an alternate point of view and not so dissenting as to be kicked out of the family sphere of influence entirely yeah,
0: yeah. and and you and like that even angels go like i would be fine getting kicked out if it wasn't for these little nibblings uh, exactly. In Angel's case right like I, I feel that very deeply about some people in my life. Like if it wasn't for their kids, I'm like, fine, cut up, no contact. Why not? Yeah. But you just can't like in that situation. And it's really hard because in the rest of your life, you're being your whole self yeah. like angel is. And then in that one space, you're like, how do I, how do I reel that back in Yeah. and not lose my soul in the process?
1: Yeah. And that, oh my God, family's hard.
0: Family's hard. Again, like I like, yeah, I'm very lucky in the parents I have. They're the ones that adopted all my queer friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh again extremely grateful for my family.
0: My my mom and dad were the ones where I started college. They would make pack lunches for my little queer friends that had been kicked out by their parents.
1: Oh, I love that so much. Isn't that so cute? Yeah.
0: i love them so much
1: yeah that's amazing oh god
0: yeah other themes we have lighter themes
1: i I, are there lighter themes
0: here i I really don't know i was trying to think i was like i don't know i mean okay well we're just like still in the mire right here i will say um one of the things we talk about in psychology, in therapy specifically, is noticing your internal reaction to things Mm -hmm. and then like spending time going, oh, that was a strong reaction. Why did that happen? So I had one of those moments where I was reading one of the issues and I got mad at a character that up until then, had never had that reaction with that character. I know. And I was like, this isn't something to be mad about. Let's unpack that. Yeah. So there is a scene. There is a scene. And I want to preface having reflected. This is a completely understandable thing that happened in the comic. It is a me problem. Okay. So we're going to get, I want to say that off the bat before I sound like a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> there is a scene where Robin is at college and has, you know, moved out, only even gone like two weeks and this is the scene where they have that really big emotional reaction and it's it, it turns out it's this emotional reaction because of angel and falling in love with angel and the trauma yeah. and whatever and it's perfectly justified and it's totally reasonable but they literally have a breakdown and they make their sister drive like two hours to come see them i had this really fucking reaction to that scene where i was like god that's so needy <laughs> and then i was like needy needy's a bad word. <laughs> like in my mind, that's a way worse curse word than cunt. I don't oh. say needy ever. Cause I think that's a fucked up thing to think. Um, so then I was like, well, why did I think that? You know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, because I can't imagine allowing myself to have that. Like that, if I, I can imagine needing, needing it, I can't imagine asking for it. And it oh. like recoiled in me.
1: Oh my God.
0: I know, right? Uh,
1: that's definitely something to unpack I like we're gonna bring that up in therapy like, yeah what's
0: that about and that's like a lot of like what we talk about of being yeah. able to take up space and how hard that is especially for marginalized people of any kind and that was what that re- like seeing someone able to and people responding to someone taking up space actually made me physically recoil and I was like oh god I thought I had dealt with that but that came out of nowhere yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I understand that. I, um, yeah, I've had reactions similar to that. Not for that, but when, (laughs) well, I sent you that, uh, that link on Instagram, right. With the taking up space. Yes. Um, so interesting that that just happened.
0: It is. (laughs) I know we talked about it before. I cannot recall. Oh, maybe this was in the, this might've been in the David R. Slayton episode. I feel like it was, we talked about the glass child syndrome. Yep. Yes. That, that was what got triggered. It took me a minute to get there, but it was that being inconvenient is such a traumatizing thing for people with glass child syndrome. If you haven't listened to that episode, that's what happens when you have an older sibling that has mental illness sometimes is you develop the, I have to be perfect. Because there's not enough space for me to take any parental energy um to help. Like it not in yeah. like a not in like people are being mean to me sort of way, but yeah. in a like, let me help this situation. And that was that reaction. Like reading that scene, I was like, oh my God, that's so inconvenient of them. And then I was like, what the? Fuck?
1: <laughs> and so now it's so funny because you're having that reaction. And now I'm reacting like viscerally to hearing you talk about this because. Yes. All I can feel is guilt of being oh. that older sibling with mental illness to my poor yeah. sister. I mean, my brother too, but he was so—he's much closer to me in age, <laughs> yeah. so
0: it's different. Yeah, yeah, and like again, circling back to what we were saying at the beginning of themes, like it's not your fault, and it's not her fault <laughs> any more than it, it's. And like the, again, it was the David R. Slade, and I'm now remembering because yeah. even though I was mad for a long time at my brother, it was not his fault um that that developed he didn't ask me to do it nobody did no it's it's a funny thing because again I love my parents and I've had a conversation with my mom about this and she's like what did I do wrong that made that happen and I was like literally nothing (laughs) no not about you I don't think you could have done anything better like I like not I'm not saying she's perfect she's absolutely not but like I don't think there was a thing you could have done that made that reaction happen
1: And the thing is, Um, it's because children are autonomous, whether we want them to be or not. And they're autonomous in a way that we can't always predict because they don't have information. They don't have experience. So they don't have a baseline for comparison. And since we can't figure out what's going on in their head and they lack the skills to communicate effectively what's going on in their head, they make these decisions based on a flawed information set. Yeah.
0: And just... You know, when we're thinking about trauma reactions, which both sides of that coin, the one Mm -hmm. you had and the one I had are both trauma reactions. They are, if, you know, we're thinking like evolutionary biology terms or whatever, they're fully adaptive Mm -hmm. when they happen. You have the resources you have, the developmental level you are at, Mm -hmm. and you enact them. They are not They are not irrational when they happen. They're not. They feel irrational. They become irrational. Mm -hmm. But they do not start from a, they start from a place of this is what I can do right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk about that a lot when I work with clients who have addiction because there's so much shame in like, why was I so weak? Like, why did I use drugs or Mm -hmm. alcohol or whatever? And it's because you didn't have anything else right then for whatever reason, it was what you had.
1: And I think some of that too is the, the. you know when we talk about the difference between um correlation and causation yeah there's also a difference um <laughs> in situations like this between rational and deliberate yes right where a lot of the time those two things become kind of in- conflated yeah Where we think if we are not doing something deliberately, then it must be irrational. But that's not always the case. Your hindbrain and your lizard brain and all of that stuff can make decisions that are fully defensible. Mm -hmm. That you're not consciously or deliberately part of, which is a weird, interesting thing to do. But it it, like typically you're not conscious of breathing. You're not conscious of your blood flowing. You're not conscious of all. So your body Goes into responses, all sorts of different responses, and some of them are very yeah. trauma related. Yes. Specifically to protect you. Yes. You know, and there is not a lot of deliberate thought involved in that because no. your energy is focused in different areas than yeah. your sort of forebrain. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, that is why things like therapy, like having these conversations, like reading these comics Mm -hmm. matters because the more you can get good at recognizing and identifying, the more you can get good at managing. Absolutely. And not controlling because it's not controlling. You can't do that but you can, that's a
1: hard lesson. Ah, Oh, oh, that one hit Ah. me where I live. I know. So sorry. (laughs)
0: The therapist like jumped right out of my body right in that moment and was like, you can't control it, but you can, you can figure out how to mitigate it. You can recognize when it's popping up. And I think that's what this story is so interesting about because circling back to the scene i reacted to that was a very adaptive scene Mm -hmm. again i had a non-adaptive response to that adaptive scene (laughs) but that recognizing that you cannot you cannot do it alone whether you should quote unquote be able to or not god i hate that word yeah i know should is a should should and needy are both cars words that (laughs) the show is not explicit enough for us to say those words on it no again we can say but we can't say should or needy seriously
1: Fucking should.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I, am, uh, I will always think of famous psychologist Albert Ellis, who was like, You should not should all over the place and you cannot masturbate.
1: <laughs> that is a great quote.
0: That's good, right? It's yes, pretty good.
1: That is exceptional and he should be very proud.
0: <laughs> he was. He was like pretty, pretty stuck at himself, but I liked him.
1: So. You know what? <laughs> He came up with that. I, I can't even he fault him. it also the man.
0: was of the famous therapy practice, uh, uh, "kick your ass," which was just make yourself do the thing.
1: I mean, there is value in that.
0: <laughs> it genuinely is one of my favorites. Playing <laughs> <laughs> to people is like this is the therapy uh, practice we call kicking yourself in the ass. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just, get do her it. done.
0: Just get. I bet you gotta do it,
1: see If you gotta do it. When are these two gonna get together? <laughs> Honest to God. Okay. All right. Okay. I brought they, it back around. <laughs> we got to get into some story specifics Let's here. Do then. It. Okay. All right. If you tune out during themes, we're back. We did it. We <laughs> and got we're back. back. <laughs>
0: we got through it together. We had collective therapy. I'm exactly. sending this episode to my therapist as we speak. Yep. And now.
1: We're <laughs> and I'm apologizing about- to your therapist as we speak. <laughs> okay uh, fave moment um when angel and robin first start flirting oh the god. beginning of this ride this is gonna i, I think we should get we got to do quotes and favorite moments and story yeah. specifics all together because that's fair this moment is glo- okay oh god this moment is glorious um yes. angel is where okay, Angel is wearing a coat with angel wings and a halo on the back, which I love, love for that. so many reasons. Love, looks hot AF. Oh my, oh God. my God, Angel's aesthetic is ugh, chef's kiss. Oh, love it. Oh,
0: to wear those clothes in that way. Oh I, my
1: God, seriously, angel I want is, Angel's closet. Angel's fashion sense is so aspirational. I cannot. It is. Like Robin is so me in so many ways, up to and including the little white streak. Yeah. <laughs> did Robin <laughs> and the also get hit by lightning? I have questions. I, right. But <laughs> I don't aspire to Robin's fashion sense. I no. just don't. We do not live in the same fashionista world, but holy crap to dress like Angel. Holy shit. Angel. Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Anyway, but Angel's on a motorcycle wearing this cool ass jacket and so like nails painted flashing the peace sign right in their insta handle on robin's hand so amazing and robin is looking shook like shook. okay they don't know what hit them it's so fair <laughs> and the, my favorite line comes to the very bottom like of this little scene here where robin is just like i think i just got gayer <laughs>
0: <laughs> i felt that so much in my soul oh. my spirit oh my god, oh my god. i know it's
1: everybody so just got gayer because we all angel did exists. we all saw angel oh <laughs> oh
0: i love it i love it I, I yeah story specific wise the the friends with benefits relationship with amber all mm. every scene in which they are laying there in their lingerie together. <laughs> talking about their feelings because that angel has to do literally has to bang someone before they're able to have a vulnerable.
1: it is wild (laughs) funny
0: and i i love that they
1: have such a safe space with amber though yeah i do too that is so amazing like those are such lovely scenes
0: and they have a line where amber finally like amber gets so excited because amber realizes that they are in love yeah and and is like oh my gosh who is it like what's going on and they have a whole conversation and angel has this quote where angel's like robin is the kind of person that makes me want strings attached and they literally have
1: met once (laughs) Like I just cannot with this. Had one conversation. <laughs> like they literally both have heart eyes, and it's like they have hearts they, in their cheeks. They have I hearts love in that their art eyes. choice. Like, oh, oh my gosh! I know we are gonna talk about. We have got to talk. Our oh holy my crap! Gosh. So true. Um, but okay. If yes. more stories specific, more stories and quotes. What do you? Got? Okay, so when. Angel is out with their nibbling Mm -hmm. and the nibbling asks, can I ask a question? And Angel says, go for it. And the nibbling says, are you a boy or a girl? And Angel's like, huh, what did your mom tell you? Mm -hmm. And kid says, mom said you used to be a boy, but you aren't anymore. Does that mean you're a girl now? Mm -hmm. And Angel says, hmm, I don't think so. Some people feel like they're supposed to be both or something completely different or even nothing at all and kid says so what does that make you and angel says hmm, I'm, I'm really not sure I'm still figuring it out I suppose right now I'm just me I love it too oh my oh. god that is a perfect conversation yeah there's a perfect conversation this kid is not young but he's not yeah. old yeah. he's like I'm, uh, I'm using the he pronoun because I believe they use the he pronoun for this kid, but I'm not a hundred percent. So apologies if that's wrong, but, um, he's maybe, I don't know. I want to say like 13 ish, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe younger. I'm not sure.
1: I don't know. I'm real bad at this. I'm bad at this when people are human. I'm real bad at it when they're, I think they were younger based on the way the two kids were talking. I think they were younger than that. they look older in this panel, so I don't know.
0: Anyway, I don't know, but then, then uh Angel's like giving them a piggyback ride later. So yeah, that's true. I'm gonna guess go so, eight.
1: Eight yes. Okay, somewhere between eight and thirteen, we'll go with that. Um there
0: are some five years between eight and thirteen. I We're mean, good at
1: this. What the F. I don't know. They're but a child, they're not I, eighteen yet. <laughs> I just think that for to have a conversation with a child about gender, yeah, a lot of people can be really nervous about that. Yeah. And I I get it because When children ask you something, it's, there's a, it feels like there's a lot of responsibility attached. And I think as adults, we can get stuck in our own heads a lot. I think that is actually the sort of defining feature of adulting Facts, (laughs) because children really don't, they don't, not the same way. I mean, yeah, I was stuck in my own head as a kid. Like, believe me, I've been stuck in my own head since day one, but not with the same kind of restrictions that you have as an adult, because the the things that stuck me in my own head when I was a kid were me. Like that was, yes. it was just, my head was the place I wanted to be. Yeah. But as an adult, you get stuck in your own head because of all of the things you worry about and all of the consequences you're aware could happen and all of the things you're concerned about and all of the potential outcomes that could happen here that you have to try and mitigate. And mm-hmm. all of that interferes with just being honest and communicating in a way that is accessible Mm -hmm. to somebody that age. So all that just means is using words that aren't insane.
0: Yeah. And I think people, uh, I've had conversations with like parents who are trying to do this right, like are Mm -hmm. not, not super conservative or judgmental or in any way, but genuinely still have been asked things like, well, I don't want to confuse them. Mm -hmm. And I think people, adults are really bad at understanding how children understand the world yeah. and it's so funny because children aren't that confused by the world like no. we're confused by the world yeah. um, but children, children take it
1: right at face value man
0: well because children don't know what is quote-unquote normal yet there is no, no normal for a child they, everything is new to them all the time. Mm-hmm. So introducing one more new thing, it's kind of like how children learn language really easy. One more new thing is not a big deal to a child the way that it is like paradigm shifting to an adult. Well, that's because I mean, they
1: don't have a paradigm.
0: They don't have a paradigm. They're, Their brains are plastic.
1: They're designed to take in this. You information. are
0: genuinely teaching them the paradigm as we speak. So you know what I mean. Like that. I and I you know can remember that same parent. I was having the conversation with that child. From the parent and the child, apropos, of, like I did not inspire this at all. The child was just like, "I think Transformers should be gender fluid because if you can change your physical body, why would you be just a boy or a girl?" And I was like, yeah, "Okay, ten-year-old." <laughs> and the parent was like, "How do I talk to my kid about gender?" And I was like, "I did. I think you can let the kid talk to you."
1: I was gonna say, "I, I, think, <laughs> I think your think, kids got I it." I think unlock. you're good.
0: I think <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> not gonna be confused. Yeah, I'm gonna be fine.
1: <laughs> I love um, that. It was cute. Yeah. I, I love know. that so much. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, I know, right? Transformers are all gender fluid. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, obviously. Like, why wouldn't they be? He's you so know? right. He's so right.
1: I I think children should be gender fluid.
0: I mean, look.
1: Until the hormones kick in, they kind of are.
0: But I mean, biologically, all men are technically trans if we're counting when they were, you know, conceived, just saying, just saying, (laughs) anyway, gender is made up anyway. It's so true.
1: The next one. Okay. For me is the butt plug looking Christmas tree. my God. That is so funny. I died. I died. And my favorite is just the straight face look that says your mother's going to die when she sees this. Yes.
0: It was so great. And Robin's like pointing out, I think the tree's a weird shape. And the yeah. mom's just like, ah, it'll be fine when we get it home. And they get it home and it's so much
1: worse. Oh, so much worse.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love it so
1: much. I howled. I so know. good.
0: I know. So good. Oh, I, just I love, died. I love Angel being a messy bitch and just singing the saddest set yes because they're in their feelings and they just like bum out the entire bar (laughs) it's one of my just favorite moments I think it's so funny and like
1: are you okay
0: yeah (laughs) how did you know something was wrong because you just played the saddest songs we have ever heard (laughs) I I relate to Angel so much and just the like leaking your emotions all over the place and then being shocked that people can tell (laughs) (laughs) what's me mean like uh, i don't know you've been laughing hysterically for the last 10 minutes i don't think you're fine I I gave it
1: away
0: I gave it away everything every all of it uh (laughs) gave it away there's a line right after that when uh they're talking to amber and they're uh amber's like i love you and and angel just goes even though i'm a demanding bitch and amber goes because you're a difficult demanding bitch that's why we get along and i screenshotted that that was like broad when it's you and me
1: (laughs) oh my god
0: oh thank you for making me amber that's amazing that makes uh-huh. me so happy you are my amber oh. <laughs> we're friends <laughs> we're friends with benefit and the benefit is more friendship <laughs> and podcasting,
1: <laughs> and podcasting. <laughs> all
0: got- the podcasting is our with benefits <laughs> please tell steve that you and i are friends with <laughs> <today. laughs>
1: Be like, where's my benefits?
0: What, I'm like, how god. come I got I get all the problems of you two together and none of the benefits?
1: <laughs> we don't have a group chat
0: that I named Steve's nightmare. That's not
1: re- <laughs> that I routinely spam. Yeah,
0: for realsies.
1: Oh my god, Ugh. he is such a saint. Holy shit, that man's so patient. <laughs>
0: Y'all gotta go listen to the talking comics episode in which Steve just submitted to the fact that he stuck with me in his life but <laughs> he didn't ask for this it isn't his fault but here we are
1: he's like not my fault yet somehow still my problem
0: <laughs> somehow it is my monkey and my circus i don't know how this happened to me
1: <laughs> i love you honey <laughs> the uh, best thing is
0: we know he listens to these like right yeah, yeah. as they go up and we'll 100%. hear this like thursday so
1: yeah 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 oh god he's glorious mm-hmm. so funny oh he's such a good little husband for us
0: he is such a, our husband's so good at <laughs>
1: <us>. <laughs> okay we need to talk about the art let's do it let's get into it okay because i've got to tell you when mm-hmm. you very, very first mentioned date mate to me, mm-hmm. I took a look at the preview and I was like, eh, because initially mm-hmm. the art doesn't stand out to me mm-hmm. as super, this is going to catch Brownland's eye. Mm-hmm. But then we agreed to read this for the, the trans readathon week. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I'm reading it. And you had talked about it a bunch and you were, you'd shown me a a few screenshots at that stage too, of Angel's Uh um, fashion sense. And I was like,
0: Angel won an award. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't, oh, the crush, uh, Angel won the crush award in our show.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, this, I I've got to, I got to work past this. This is Mm going to be, and then I don't know if I was like, even through the first episode before I was like, okay, this art actually really matches this story. Yes. And then I think I was the third or fourth episode in before I was like, this is fucking glorious. This is right. gorgeous. It's
0: unassuming. I think yes. is what it is. So when you're saying like, it doesn't immediately catch your eye, I think that's true. It unfolds. It's subtle. Yeah. It's very layered and, yeah. but it, it is genius. It's just not showy.
1: It, that's exactly it. Like, There are some panels that have this beautiful detail. Like I'm looking at Calliope. um, Calliope. Calliope. Why do I always say that wrong the first time? I don't know. Because
0: it kind of looks like Calliope. You're
1: good. Right? And she's in the bath and her eyes are closed. And she's got this shading on her eyelids. But it also shows a little bit of highlight where the light would be hitting her. Mm -hmm. And the same on her nose. And her hair is up and there are curls down her neck. And she has these shoulder tattoos that are so beautiful and intricate and yet the panel immediately to the left of that is lena and she has her hand up and there's one finger and nothing else in her hand is defined Mm -hmm. there's no marks to like demark the difference between her fingers there's a line to indicate her wrist even though she's not wearing a shirt it's literally just this is the difference between her hand and her arm like yeah yeah it the art is oddly sort of dichotomous in that way like it's super focused on some detail and then very very minimalist in others and it's also minimalist in the color choices because there's it's white and black with this very sort of sepia toned kind of yeah pink to brown
0: pink sepia which is yes. so interesting like a rose gold it's rose
1: gold sepia yes it's, it's not yellow at all it's gorgeous it's stunning but it's like
0: it it conveys color though because yes. i think we talked about this when we read zocker which is is a black and white yeah. comic where like it's somehow so good at conveying color that if Without looking at it, if you asked me if it was black and white, it would take me a minute because I was like, "But because I know what color everything is, and I Mm -hmm. don't know how I know that." What is art magic? It just it is art magic, and I don't understand the word craft.
1: Thousand percent (laughs) magic.
0: (laughs) This is some coven shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know how they. I don't know what deal they made with who to make this happen, but they did it.
1: No, it's amazing because you can tell like who's a redhead and who's a blonde and who's like. It's so, it's so weird. Good.
0: It really is. And I love like the subtle movement because it is not like dynamic in that way of like yeah. a superhero comic or whatever. No. But the movement is there and it's yeah. like lyrical almost. Yeah. Like Angel's hair catches yes. the wind and and everyone like you'll get a entire like page of conversation. And people are moving in that subtle way that you move when you talk, like a slight gesture, a little head turn, like these really subtle things that convey like the movement in the moment, but it isn't this big thing.
1: The way angels' eyes move. When they're speaking, I
0: know, and it's
1: like it's almost like their whole face gesticulates. I
0: know,
1: and yet so much you can't even. There's not even the when you actually look at the art, there's no definition in the like. There's barely definition to indicate where the eye space ends and goes yes. into the cheek. Yes. Let alone like iris and pupil, or and and there's yet, nothing like somehow movement <laughs> conveyed. It's, Like this is incredible. It is so profound. It is. It's such an interesting skill set that I do not understand, but I absolutely enjoy.
0: I do too. I do too. And this is like a fashion-forward comic.
1: Extremely. I
0: mean, like there are models, so that's part of it. Like Angel and Calliope are both models, or yes, yeah, and photographer. Like they well, Calliope is
1: a model. Angel's a maybe model, but definitely makeup
0: artist and does photography too no wait just makeup artist makeup artist I'm trying to I remember they had a um oh yeah it was for makeup yes because they had a uh, what's that called a collection of things portfolio yeah <laughs> wow yeah when you can define the word but can't remember it uh
1: right exactly <laughs> oh um, god
0: I know, but then even the characters that are not, like you get different outfits for Lena, different outfits mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, this like, classic non-binary, like Hawaiian shirts on Robin.
1: I know. And yeah, it's so interesting because each of them has their own sense of style. Yes. And they all yes. have like, they're very, for all that, there are a lot of very similar characteristics mm-hmm. in terms of like the sort of more triangular noses. And, yes. um but They're like, very just-
0: specific people.
1: Yeah. They are incredibly demarcated. Like there's just, yes. you can always tell who is who.
0: Yes. And I, I really love like the hair texture because um, yeah. Claudia and P are both black women mm-hmm. and their hair is just so beautifully rendered in this yeah. comic. I love Same it with so much.
1: One yeah. of the twins' moms as well, yes, right? Yes,
0: yes, oh yes. She god! She's that short
1: yes. bob of natural hair. It's no.
0: gorgeous. I love it love this comic ugh.
1: ugh. yeah it's glorious and the, oh my god the heart cheeks
0: the heart cheeks they blush in hearts such a cute detail so
1: sweet it's so sweet i know oh i know also like, just
0: like how dare this comic create my biggest crush ever i don't like it's not fair that angel is this hot how does I a know. comic character this hot it's not fair
1: it's i love that you're crushing on yourself though
0: it is a weird narcissistic thing that's happening. I consider it positive self-esteem. Self-love. Yes. Is this, you know, when, when Loki wants to date Loki, it's self-love. Exactly. It's exactly. self-care. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you have any predictions for where the comic's going to go?
0: Well, I hope. I have a hope. Okay. I hope that nikki gets to be the shit out of client's boyfriend oh my god i want nikki to get to like use that uh hockey check ability Mm -hmm. to take him down because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. need
1: to go yeah
0: but i really don't this is not a plot forward story no which makes predicting it hard like, cause what would my prediction be? Robin and Angel grow and become stronger people together and apart. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I, yeah. My prediction is very vague, like that. Yeah. Sexy times. Sexy Tears. Times, for and sure. And much use of their respective and converging support systems as they yes. navigate communicating through their respective traumas.
0: I want to see Angel interact with Robin's family because yeah. I think that can be like both
1: super delayed- healing.
0: Healing and like a correct emotional experience, but also yeah. like
1: kind of sad. traumatic, yeah. yeah,
0: and traumatic because it it it's hard to be reminded what you don't you could have had and didn't, which yeah. you should have had. Actually, that's the only time I'm going to use the word should. Yeah, you
1: were owed that, uh
0: huh, and you didn't have that, and it, it even though you're so glad that this person you love had it it's hard to watch somebody have something you should have had. Yeah. And so I, I want to see that, but I also want to see the corrective emotional experience of them loving angel too. And yeah, it be really sweet. Um, yeah. And maybe we get to see Robin tell off uh, Angel's sister. That'd be cool.
1: Oh, that would be kind of great. Right? Robin
0: is like not very confrontational. I bet you. Robin could get there.
1: Look, I'm telling you, Robin and I, we've got a lot in common. And yeah. I am very sweet and very uh-huh. nice and very easygoing and quite accommodating right up until you flip that switch. Yeah. In which case, you're going to regret all of your life choices yeah. fairly soon.
0: Slow to anger, but the righteous fury that comes <laughs> is it mighty. Unlike me and Angel over here, if we're quick to anger and it'll go away quick too. It'll be fine. So not no. going to burn your life down. Probably. No,
1: I will. I will probably burn your life down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I if, mean, if,
0: if, I, if I get to burn your life down territory, it's probably because I called for you back up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I have to really care. Yeah. To burn your life down. Yeah. So most people wouldn't ever get to that territory. Sure but 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 the potential is definitely there don't try it <laughs> no you will not enjoy it
0: you it's one of those if you hope to not find out
1: don't start with me you <laughs> you will not win
0: <laughs> all fair very reasonable so what is the moral of the story
1: oh That's an interesting one, because as you said, it's not pop forward. So this is more of a slice of life. Mm -hmm. But I would say there are a couple of morals we could go to. Um, Again, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. You can't do this by yourself. You got to take up some space and you got to ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that means... Finding your safe space and finding your safe people and holding on to them with everything you got.
0: Yeah. I would say my moral of the story there's a quote I love and I'm going to adapt it. So the original quote is let the fluffy, soft animal of your body want what it wants. Well, I'm going to say let the difficult, demanding bitch of your body want what it wants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Also yeah. true. Yeah. Also true.
0: So as we wrap up, because I'm getting ready to get kicked out of my recording studio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Slash gym space. (laughs) I know.
0: As I temporarily live in my parents' place while I'm finding a new space, I am currently recording in the exercise room. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So as I'm about to be kicked out, what are we going to read next time?
1: Next up, we have Cherry Crush. (gasps) Yay. Yay. And I can't wait to introduce you to my favorite little anti-capitalist duo. (laughs)
0: I'm excited. You've been talking about this one for a while.
1: Yes. I'm very excited about it. All so right. Until next time. Stay hydrated. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. <laughs> And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading, because I'm always reading.
0: (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. (laughs) And you can find me also on Gotham
1: Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat Family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. And if you want to uncork
0: more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on
1: Tune. Where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy.